Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hey, foos. What's up? What's up? Chilling. It's episode 224. How's everybody doing today? Oh, you know, foo. We mad chilling like a villain. I'm sorry to hear that. We're oh. sans the foo for the next few pods, so you can air out your grievances while you can. But yes. first, find a bunch of cool foo bar show merch at tpublic.com. Find tons of new merch items like totes, travel mugs, magnets, baseball tees, and regular tees and tons of new colors and styles. Go to our merch page found at foobarshow.com to check it all out. Also, click on the link to SoCal Rock Band, The Fallen Electric, at the bottom of foobarshow.com for music and merch, also through Tee Public. Add The Fallen Electric's music to your Spotify or Apple Music playlist today. And lastly... ALF live events, man. Whether you'd like to host your next virtual event or you're ready to go live in person or given the times, foos, in a socially responsible manner. I just get angrier every episode when I say that. (laughs) Foos! ALF can help you do it right. They pride themselves in being masters of audio, visual, and lighting solutions. And most recently, foos, they've become masters of virtual events and meetings, partnering with their clients to produce live events in a socially safe environment. Go to ALFLEI.com to get their contact information. They can be contacted via phone call or email for any questions on how they can help you produce a flawless event. That's ALF live events at ALFLEI.com. That's ALFLEI.com. Now, without further foo, Foos, episode 224. Here we go. From Filthy Martini Studios in Ontario, California, it's the Foo Show! I'm Josh. You can always reach us and check out our merch at foobarshow.com. That's F-O-O-Barshow.com. And search F-O-O-Barshow on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Whatever that means. Ain't that right, foos? Sifu. Yeah. On tap today, man, we have uh, just a bunch of stuff to talk about that's going on in the news, specifically with like uh, uh, Jensen Carp and his Cinnamon Toast Crunch fiasco. We got some Ooh, peeking out. We got, we're, we're skipping joint report. There's nothing exciting happening, and I'm pretty high for that one, ironically. Uh, <laughs> we got music highlights, and we have Foo Facts. And also, speaking of music highlights, we were supposed to have Hope on today, Foo's. Uh, and uh, he flaked. So. Oh no, <laughs> we have no hope. We lost hope. We lost hope, man. So we're, we're I guess you could say we're fucked. Oh no. Yeah. No, but um, continued. honestly, I don't know what the hell happened. The, the only thing I can attribute this to was that he flaked. Uh, he gave us some reason that I want to believe. Scheduling conflict. <laughs> Scheduling conflict. <laughs> I think he flaked. 
So. Just, say, just say what it is, man. A spade's a spade. Well, hey, man, I, he's not listening. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, but I'm sure he'll be on next week. Wink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as there's no scheduling conflict. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, but like I said at the at the beginning of the uh, of the intro here, uh, fucking have you heard about this whole thing happening with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Steph? Yeah, yeah, I heard. There's uh, some shrimp tails in the in the cereal. Yeah, Kevin and Bean alum, and that's how I really got to knew this douchebag, uh, Jensen Carp. <laughs> uh, he he, I guess he found like two shrimp tails that were covered and you know coated in in uh, in, in cinnamon toast crunch. And, what the fuck? And and apparently, you know, he posted this on Twitter, and like it became like the number five trending topic on Twitter for like almost immediately, like hours later, and then um and then he sent this to Cinnamon Toast Crunch, to or General Mills, I guess would be the parent company, and yeah. they totally gaslit him. Like they they said, no, nah, that that just that's the that's the accumulation of you know the cinnamon and the sugar that that looks like that and he's like no motherfuckers and then he took another picture and then he put it in his hand it's like these are totally shrimp tails what the fuck is going on over there in general mills and then <laughs> finally like a few i don't know maybe a day or so later they cop to it they're just like yeah you know i guess it is or i, I don't know really what came of that but the subject changed almost immediately because apparently Jensen Carp is uh, known as uh, to his ex-girlfriends as like a, a pretty brutal abuser, verbal, I guess, a verbal abuser, an emotional oh, abuser. And so like the internet turned on him almost immediately. And I find it pretty funny uh, only because, you know, I wasn't, I didn't hate the guy. Like when he joined the Kevin and Bean show back in what was it like 2017? I, like immediately after Ralph Garman left or yeah. got fired. Yeah, because he would he would show on per, he would go on pre, periodically right. in like between 14 and 16. He would be like their hip hop correspondent. Yeah, uh, he would be the, then, the, uh, the he would talk about hip hop beefs or rap beefs too. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then he eventually took over for Ralph full time. Yeah. And yeah, I mean he he was okay. You know, he wasn't Ralph. I mean, I'll, that's for sure. He wasn't Ralph. Mm -mm. And again, that to me, that was just like, wait, so you let go of a great guy like Ralph for this douchebag? Yeah. So that was my initial thought when I heard him on, you know, full time. Well, I'm sure it didn't help that, you know, this is the whenever you fire somebody that people love, people are usually not going to find you appealing at first. And, you know, that like, that, to like me, Steph with Lisa May. Right. Oh, right. man. I was so alley. mad. I listened yeah. to Lisa May for a Years, yeah. and all of a sudden, Allie came along. Who the fuck is Allie, this? I still love Allie. I think, <laughs> I think she's hilarious. Allie's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I, but, I like. Look, but, she's but, funny, but it's just the wrong time. Of course, it's just the wrong of time. course, of course. But you know, it's just how it played out, and it wasn't either of their faults. But I wasn't like totally in love with Jensen. I thought he was serviceable. You know, I thought he was like an okay guy to listen to on the radio. I really didn't have much of an opinion of him, I guess, until like a couple of days ago <laughs> when all of this started coming out. And, it, it, you know, a lot of people online, specifically the uh, the Kevin and Bean Social Club uh, as a group on Facebook, um, a lot of people just thought he was a douche and, and came off as a douche on the radio. I guess that radar was not on for me because I just thought he was whatever. But... Um, he was no like especially when bean left the kevin and bean show and it was just kevin in the morning with Allie and jensen i didn't think he was the greatest to be opposite kevin because you, you, know, you can't replace bean either so you you're you're shaving off two greats from 
that, that are Los Angeles legends on the radio and you're replacing them with a with a with a dude like Jensen and it was I don't know he was pretty douchey man I don't know yeah he he had a passive aggressiveness yes. to him and it was just kind of like it, it's just like ah oh, come on man like you can't have a negative opinion about everything, everything. and yeah. then and then the opinions he would have would just kind of be like petty yeah. like really petty like opinions about them it's just like come on bro like it ain't that badly. I mean, at least Bean, when Bean was negative, yeah. he would have like a valid argument and logical argument. And a lot it. of jokes to back it up. Exactly. A lot Where of jokes. Jensen, I feel like Jensen's being a dick mm. and trying to be funny and he thinks that's his way of being funny. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, it didn't, it didn't blend well. And um, obviously that's why they're not around anymore. And, you know, I think in a, in a past life for him, before he joined the Kevin and Bean family, I guess you can call it, he was a writer for the WWE. Uh, that's right. And and this is, uh, I guess, the WWE, you can get away with being douchey because, I mean, have you seen those storylines? <laughs> oh, dude, it's a soap opera. It's a soap opera. I mean, opera. just watch. It's a soap opera, man. I yeah. mean, come on. To find out that tri that Stacy McMahon and Triple H were getting married. Oh my blew god! Blew my mind back Look, in the okay, day. It's back in the Stephanie day, Stephanie McMahon. Get it Stephanie right. Stephanie McMahon. It's been years since I've watched it. <laughs> Leave me alone. Dude, <laughs> I was enamored when I was family. a kid. Jeez. I'm just like. Wait, Triple H is eventually going to take over the WWE? Oh, my God. Well, um, also, and that's when I discovered <laughs> that uh, his real name was Hunter Helmsley. I was like, oh, there is, there's initials. I get it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wire is finally connected. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that's what they call it. You, know, you don't question these things. You just take it at face value. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there must be, it, may, it must mean something, but I'm not about to look this up. I'm, it's not that important to me. But anyway, yeah. the, the one thing that set this all off for the internet to turn on Jensen was that uh, one of his uh, past girlfriends, Melissa Stetton, who is also uh, an actress uh, of her own right, she or a model, model actress, which could be referred to as a mattress. Uh, what you may not know about the man behind the viral posts. what <laughs> Not to be confused with mattress actress. Right. What? Porn star. Ah. Get out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what she's saying is that he was a, a manipulative, gaslighting, narcissistic ex-boyfriend who once told her that he was surprised she hadn't killed herself because her life was so worthless. Wow, this guy's a piece of shit. Holy wow. Shit. You don't say that shit? Come on, man. Well, Even if did. you're thinking it, don't say it. Well, he did. And I don't know, man. Um, apparently, she's not the only one. Uh, apparently, also, uh, ex um, employees of his if uh, also you know one of his uh, other shows that he worked on was drop the mic the yep. uh you know that rap the battle yes yeah yeah the rap battle on show. so he's, yep. he was a writer on that and he had a lot of writers on there uh, well not a lot but like towards the end they actually had writers in the first season they didn't have any writers and um apparently he would just straight up lie to the writers saying oh we're not going to use that and then he later used it Pretty much, he stole their ideas, telling him at the time that he wasn't going to use their idea, uh, and he would just gaslight them and just say, "No, no, that never happened." <laughs> Dang! And so, yeah, apparently, like he's he's just that kind of guy. Uh, obviously, he's not going to showcase that on shows like the Kevin and Bean Show. He's going to try to be opposite Kevin and try to be funny. And even then, it was a uh, it was a hit or miss for him, for mm -hmm. me at least. But I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens with all that. Uh, apparently, he's uh, he's 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 not like 
brought it up or discussed it on social media. Uh, he might be forced to at some point, or he's probably just going to hope that it goes away. Have you guys actually seen the pictures of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen it. So you've seen you've seen like the actual squares of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, the crunch. actual Cinnamon... Yeah, they look like rat droppings They, they cooked onto the it, Cinnamon It really crunch. does look like an accumulation of the cinnamon and sugar. But then he takes a picture of like the actual shrimp tails mm-hmm. that are supposedly in those squares... And, like, the dimensions don't match up. Like, there's no way that giant shrimp tail could come from a tiny square that looks <sighs> like that. Conspiracy. Well, right, right. Someone's asking for attention. Well, no, what she's saying is that when, when Cinnamon Toast Crunch was gaslighting him as to, oh. like, you know, they, they were just saying that it was accumulation of... Uh, cinnamon and sugar that that's what produced what looks like fishtails like no dude they're fishtails that's for sure now now if he added them into the cereal himself that's another story but yeah, there's, there's like, no evidence to prove that like we don't know that uh, but there's no evidence to prove he didn't either so we're just kind of taking everything at face value but he did show other pictures that look like rat droppings cooked onto the squares another one that looks like dental floss um, it just looks like he got a bad batch <laughs> <laughs> shady foo and i'm not talking about the slim one. Oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> you're welcome yeah yeah well anyway foos um so let's see number one was hope uh oh, he flaked on us number two was <laughs> no said, are we leaving anything out of this intro here <laughs> i don't <laughs> think we are um uh, we have uh quite a bit to talk about in geeking out we got some winter soldier and such uh you guys want to just get into it yes sir yeah. all right here we go Geeking Out is brought to us by the new bandwagon oscillating fan. Not a sports fan? Use the bandwagon oscillating fan to bloat hot air at the winning team to fit right in. <laughs> hey, Foo, that's your type of van, fan, huh? I, I know. I'm ordering one right now as we speak. <laughs> uh, anyway, Foos, uh, did you guys get a chance to check out Falcon and Winter Soldier episode duh? Oh, see, Foo. It's getting see, way it better. Like I like I, as much as better. I enjoyed the first episode, which I thought was a great introductory introductory episode to the season. Uh, this one, like, it took it took you like on, to the next step of the storyline. Uh, like mm-hmm. they ate in an hour, they fit so much like shit in there. I, I don't know what you what you thought, Steph or, or Josh. Uh, Steph, you go first. I really like to see the. Like the witty banter and the companionship between Falcon and Winter Soldier because, you know, they've known each other for so long Mm -hmm. and they actually went to like a therapy session together in this episode. So I thought it was pretty hilarious. And they just started staring at each other. It's just a staring contest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, definitely. Their their banter and their... um, their chemistry, you could tell their on so- on-screen chemistry is just great because it also reflects off-screen, you know, during their mm-hmm. interviews and stuff. It's pretty hilarious seeing them together. Yeah, and then we got the we, we got more of just what was a cheesy introduction to Captain America, Wyatt Russell, uh, his yeah. character. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, um, uh, as John, John Walker, Walker. Mm-hmm. and his partner uh, Battlestar. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play in or how that is relevant because, uh, as far as I know, these two uh, new heroes, I guess, don't have powers, right? Uh, actually, y- no, that's not true. Uh, John Walker actually does have um, Captain America's strength, speed, and agility uh, because they did they were able to replicate parts of the super soldier serum uh-huh. and that's what we're gonna you guys are gonna find out during this series because um there is a scene also where bucky goes to see a past captain america during the 50s the korean war mm-hmm. um and uh foo you have his name correct isaiah bradley they they isaiah go look bradley. for him at his home mm-hmm. he and... is the black captain america yep mm-hmm. and um the... not not too long ago in 2003 Marvel Comics published uh, a comic book series called Truth, colon, Red, White, and Black, a miniseries written by the late Robert Morales and illustrated by Kyle Baker. Uh, so this talks about how, like, it, um, during or even before World War II, Steve Rogers wasn't the only first or only soldier to undergo that Project Rebirth back then. The U.S. Mm-hmm. government experimented on 300 black soldiers in an attempt to recreate the Super Soldier Serum in 1942. And then what eventually became the Super Soldier Serum was originally intended to cull less desirable bloodlines, sterilizing ethnic groups and people with disabilities. The research later become, became the basis for the Nazis' ge- eugenics experiments based you know, in, in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. So that's how they explain all that. Yeah, and I mean, we've already seen um, some things in past movies about, you know, the super, you know, references to the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, it, way back, the one of the original two movies, The Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. when um, T-Bolt Rogers pulls out the super soldier serum and tries it on Blonsky, which eventually does, which actually does give him the abilities of Captain America, but he starts, his psyche starts to go wrong. And that was one of the problems is that these soldiers' psyches started to kind of turn on them when they had these abilities. And which may be um, more in store for John Walker, because as we see, John Walker's becoming a little darker, uh, at least from what we saw at the first reveal, um, you know, in the last episode. At the beginning of this episode, we see them open with that cheesy rendition of the Star Spangled Man, reference to the first Avenger movie. Uh, and you think that, okay, maybe this guy is just going to be, you know, Mr. USA is a okay. Um, but then as the episode goes on, when Sam and Bucky, when he hints at Sam and Bucky, who the, um, flag smasher is, Mm -hmm. and he's just like, if you're not going to work with me, stay out of my way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of an opening for what John Walker really is. And he's a dark Captain America, very dark. He's not a bad guy though, right? No, he's an anti-hero this is he is he is definitely one of the epitomes of an anti-hero uh he actually doesn't see eye to eye in the comics with steve rogers Mm -hmm. he he thinks that he's an old-fashioned captain america that um it's not with the times and that's what this john walker is also um i would argue that we even see that difference between how like he he's kind of like that anti-hero before he says that to um sam and and what's his nose? Um, he he shoots somebody in the leg. He pulls out a gun. Yeah. He pulls out a gun. Yeah, yeah. Without not you know not even Cap would have just thrown his shield automatically, knocked out those three. Well, he people. didn't have it. Remember, he he threw it to to help his uh to, to help oh, his buddy. Oh, that's right. 
that's right. Uh, on, that's on the, right. On the asphalt, so he didn't have it on him. But he, what he did have was a gun, which Captain America wouldn't even have a gun on him. Yeah, and at least not you normally. Could tell already, like that. Yeah, you could tell already. John Walker's not afraid to kill someone. Um, just from the sense that he's able, he's willing to just pull out that gun mm-hmm. and just go. This is a different. You can tell he's a he's going to be a darker cap. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see what him and Battlestar. Battlestar is in the comics, mm-hmm. um, and he has a pretty racy history because originally they were supposed he was supposed to be a part of like a unit called the BUC, um, the Buck. Mm-hmm. And so in the like 60s when he was being published, um, a lot of the writers went up to the main writer uh, or Marvel and they're like, you guys got to change that term buck like we can't call them buckies or bucks Mm -hmm. because of the racist racial connotations of the word buck which was used during like for mandingos or slaves you know the black slaves Mm -hmm. like that's a nice buck Mm -hmm. so that's why they changed his name to battlestar and um he's actually fought against uh u.s agent aka john walker in the comics like they were actually rivals they weren't partners so they're already kind of putting on a different spin to this battle star it's still the same um character i think or the same origin yeah. or alias i'm sorry uh, lucas i think is his name or uh, i can't i can't recall his name in the show right now but yeah, um yeah it's uh lamar hoskins lamar hoskins there we go yeah it's uh yeah this series already looks like it's ramping up quickly much faster than wandavision yeah. um granted there's a, le- a less less episodes in this one I think it's only six as opposed to the nine we received. And we're are we supposed to be re- getting more than just the one season? What have you heard on that? Yes. So for yeah. Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, this one they were actually this is an actual series. Like mm-hmm. they're planning um, multiple uh, seasons to this for this particular series. Right. So it's not just a one-off like WandaVision mm-hmm. um, because they're not going to have any Captain America movies anymore. It's just going to be this Falcon and Winter Soldier series continuing Captain America's story. Yeah. Well, he's he's gone, or at least he's old. He's aged. He's retired by now. He's retired. Yeah. 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 And, and that's that's what I think. I think that's the better way to go, especially with this, this the Captain America series, because it really led itself to an espionage, mm-hmm. um, you know, type of setting. So, and I think those are more, much more successful than anything else because, of, you know, I mean, everyone loves a procedural cop show or like a buddy cop show. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, going back over to uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley. Um, I wanted to talk about how, like, you know, he was part of that super soldier serum experiment that took place in the 40s that they've been not able to, they haven't been able to recreate it perfectly, I guess, because there's other side effects. But following the death of his squad mates, uh, who, sur- who also survived the experiments and body horror that came with them, Isaiah Bradley became the government's weapon facing all the obstacles but receiving none of the glory that Steve Rogers received. And when the government was done with Bradley, they imprisoned him for 17 years for stealing Captain America's uniform. They sterilized him and harvested his sperm and blood for further experiments while denying him the treatment required for the side effects of the serum, leaving him with mental capabilities of a child when he was eventually pardoned in the 70s. So... Uh, this is an article actually that I found on the Hollywood Reporter. I thought they did a great job in, in kind of summarizing um, this character that um, he played a big role in the episode. If you, 
I think that this was probably the most in your face um, hint that there was, you know, racism happening throughout per the mid portion of the last century. Uh, but it, the little bits of other racism that you see, did you notice how like when the cops pulled up, they, they immediately asked Sam for his information rather than Bucky? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Bucky, yeah. Bucky still not understanding the dynamic between a black man and policeman, uh, and just t just telling him, "Hey man, just just show him your ID." Like, no, dude, like I shouldn't have to do this. Like, what the fuck? Do you not know who I am? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Also, without, I think you know, Sam is too humble to use that phrase. You know who I am, but you, you, I, the motherfucker like you get to a point. Thanos, dude. You, <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, considering you can't get a loan these days. Right. It's like he gets no he gets known for being an Avenger. He can't get a loan. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get known for being an Avenger. Fucking gets pulled over by the fucking cops and interrogated. Just because he was it's arguing with like, Bucky in the middle of the street. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it, I like that. That was that was good. That was really that subtle. Was really but it was like, yeah, yeah, everybody understood what was happening here. Mm -hmm. well, like well, and then seeing in the neighborhood, seeing a white guy getting pulled away instead of a black guy. Yeah. I think that's another powerful statement, too. It's just yeah. like, you know, that's why they're like, oh, what the hell? Now they're not going to take the black. Now they're going to take the white guy. Right. Win. Well, not only <laughs> At least that, that's what the neighborhood's thinking. Right. <laughs> when they were talking to Isaiah, he says, like, you know, he was pretty much was a hero. And what did the government do? They locked him away for 30 years. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And you also notice how he has aged more significantly than Bucky has. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. this this was, I guess, because maybe he he was a super soldier, maybe a significant amount of years before Bucky even got it. Um, who knows? Well, that has no, actually, that that uh, that's actually interesting that you bring that up, because uh -huh. there are references to why Bucky and Steve look so young because Bucky was constantly cryogenically frozen mm. through the years. Remember, uh, Hydra would always put him on ice after using him. Mm. So that's why Bucky still looks okay. young. Otherwise, if Bucky was never put on ice, he would probably look the same as um, Isaiah. Mm -hmm. If you think about it. That's true. Okay. I forgot about that detail. Yeah, it's it's forgettable. I mean, at this point, we've already that was like years ago when we all saw that stuff, and there haven't been many references to the fact that he's been cryogenically frozen. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, it's. Oh man, so I can't also, wait. I I think that um, you know, you know, his grandson who opened the door and wouldn't let him in at first. That is the um, introduction to his grandson, I, uh, Elijah Bradley, who also is some kind of superhero in the Marvel comics as well. So we're probably going to yes. see a lot more of him a lot later on uh, when they start to introduce the new Avengers. I, I forget yeah. what he uh, what he's called. Is he the Patriot? Or who um, is he? Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes, I believe he is the Patriot. Um, and they, I mean, they're introducing the young Avengers pretty much in these series because we've already seen um, Speed and Wiccan, mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, you know, in WandaVision. Mm -hmm. So and we'll Spectrum. expect to see them more. We got I'm Spectrum sorry? in there. Spectrum. Oh, she's Spectrum. Not in the, yes. I don't, she's think not? She's, she, I don't think she's going to be in the Young Avengers. Oh. No, the Young Avengers are made up of the of the kids. So think Teen got, Titans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, they're like the Teen okay. Avengers exactly. So you're going to see, um, yeah, Wiccan, Speed. Now you're going to see the Patriot. I believe is uh, Elijah Whitley's 
name. I'll look that up. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're going to see Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye in the upcoming Hawkeye series, mm -hmm. played by Haley Steinfeld, uh, a.k.a. Kate Bishop. Um, she's going to be the new Hawkeye. And then in the Quantum Manium, uh, the Ant-Man and uh, Wasp movie, uh, they're going to introduce, um, what's her name? Oh, damn. Scott Lang's uh, daughter. She's going to be like an Ant-Man type of... Uh, what is I can't remember her character name? name, though. Good old who's it? She's actually played by the actress from uh, Supernatural. That was uh, Cass's daughter. Casey. That ended up being... Cassie? Cassie, yes. All right. Yes. Um, but uh, yes. Yes, Fu. They're setting him up pretty nicely. And I can't wait to see because I think they're also going to include Spider-Man in that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's going to be one of their team-up movies. Because remember, they're, they're allowed at least one more Spider-Man solo movie. And then the rest, I think at least three more team-up movies um, where they can use him in, in Marvel. Which and I think it's, an, it. it's enough. I think they could tell a good story with that. I mean, I'm, there's nothing to say that there's not they're not going to renew their contracts, but mm. for now, I think that'll give a pretty decent storyline. Cassie Lang. What do you got? Cassie Lang is going to be called Stinger. That's her name. Cause she's a stinger. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh Jesus! In the Young Avengers, <laughs> Stinger. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Foos, uh speaking about Sebastian Stan, um, you know, he, he he collects a paycheck from Disney right now. And um, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to cross over to the Star Wars universe because everybody's calling for him to be the Luke, the, uh, a young Luke Skywalker. And I don't disagree because the motherfucker looks just like Mark Hamill just like when he was younger. He might have a more like prominent jawline or a wider jawline, but he looks like Luke Skywalker, man. I don't know if you've seen those like comparison side by side pictures. Oh, dude, totally. I honestly thought he was gonna be the Luke Skywalker in that scene. Um, because yeah. dude, I, they, they were because they were like in there was like people putting up like, oh, Sebastian Stan is a long, young Luke Skywalker, yeah. and I'm just like, God damn, that looks spot on. Yeah, um, it does. I, I think he would just be way buffer though. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't remember Mark Hamill being buff when he was Luke Skywalker back. Back no. in the early 80s. No, he wasn't. The closest was like in Empire when he was like working out. Yeah. Like, but when he was in he his wasn't black suit. buff. He was just yeah. kind of like fit. He was fit. Yeah. He it's was like fit, athletic. He, yeah. I would yeah. Say. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think uh, Sebastian Stan finally responded and said, Look, Disney has not talked to me about playing this character. And right. he's like, And I would only do it with the consent of Mark Hamill. Like, yeah, he was talking to um, Good Morning America, and he's just like, if Mark Hamill called me personally to tell me he feels inclined to share this role with me, then I will believe it. Until then, I won't believe it. And this is when, you know, people chattering about, you know, he should be the young Luke Skywalker if, mm -hmm. there ever, if there's going to be one in, uh, you know, Mandalorian, because we, we already saw a preview of that, which was nice. Uh, mm -hmm. But they could have, instead of using the CGI, they could have easily just put him on, the, you know, gave him the robe and told him to, to take off with it. Just, yeah, just take over. And I mean, who's to say that it's not possible? Because um, I do recall that when fans had brought this up to Hamill himself, mm -hmm. he would say, you know, I wouldn't share this role with a lot of people. But he's like, but dang, you guys are really convincing me on this one because 
he's like hmm he's like long lost son and like he said this in like other things like a couple of years ago like yeah. him and um because stan and hamill actually have somewhat of a relationship like they've they they've spoken friendly like they're friendly with one another so yeah. come on hamill man just just give him the role let him do it he will do you justice he still wants He'll to crunch a paycheck though bro like you can't take that away from luke skywalker <laughs> i know i know man but such, but yeah, you're, such a hard thing to do. He doesn't look the way he used to, and and man, Sebastian Stan looks very much like him. I mean, even I I, I would be okay with Luke Skywalker having a five o'clock shadow if Sebastian Stan was in it. <laughs> so, yep. And you, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but, well, but yeah, foo. Last but not least, unless you guys had anything else to talk about, but um, I wanted to shit on you guys, uh, you and the foo. <laughs> Uh, because uh, you know how Steph and I have been complaining for the last oh, few weeks about not yes. complaining. I don't want to call it complaining. Oh no, oh, we've been complaining. You've been <laughs> complaining. Don't sugarcoat it. We, what we've been doing is we've been pointing out how slowly this this last final season of Attack on Titan is taking to actually get some answers. According to you guys, you know they're following the manga, which I can respect, and that only tells mm-hmm. me that the manga is moving pretty slowly. So. <laughs> What it, Dude, what, it's only like one issue a month. All right, all right. You know, well, uh, try this on for size. How about the second part <laughs> of the final season announced to take place at the tail end of 2022? What do you guys say about that? Son of a, mm-hmm. son of a bitch, foo. That's what I got to say, man. Son of a bitch. Now, it's, why? It's now, do you, uh, this only, this is just telling me that it's going to like, they're gonna ask, they better answer some fucking questions in the second part because while I will say they've been answering a lot of questions in regards to what has happened during the time jump between season three and season four of Attack on Titan, they're doing it and giving in, you a history of the whole. Yeah, thing. They're, but they're doing it in a very conversational way. Like I would much prefer, I would much more prefer like some flashbacks. Like give me a fucking flashback of when that fucking happened. That's all they've been doing this season. It's a fucking flashback for every single But for fucking... like the battle scenes too, not just an explanation of what was going on cuz man, that's a, a bit of a snore fest, man. Like which uh-huh. battle scenes are you referring to? All of them. To? All of them. I don't understand, Foo. I they haven't action. been referencing many battles. Oh, 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 There's okay. one more action, okay. bro. Just just blow more shit up. Uh, I need Aaron Yeager to start tearing more shit up rather than just the one one and well, a half episode that we got. Okay, so here's my response to your bitching over there, Foo. Um, <laughs> see, the this arc in the manga, like this is exactly how it plays out. Like even when reading it, a lot of it's just drawn out for most of the manga chapters like we really like i think when me and the foo were reading it we didn't really get any action for like six months in the manga like it was just nothing but exposition which is what we're seeing now Mm -hmm. and history and you know some um you know backstory as to the founder of yamir you know what everything actually means where everything came from which is what we're seeing right now in the season and this next episode tonight, um, this tonight is the last episode that they're going to be premiering, which, you know, until <laughs> 2020. Until another bullshit. year and a half, Josh. Fucking, fucking bullshit, <laughs> goddammit. Year but and they a had, half, Josh. They, had, they better. Ooh, you, don't have, you know what? They better you, have the original animation. Shut up, Josh. 
No, it's they're not. They're not. They already announced that MAPPA's coming back and finishing off the series. They so may we're improve done. the theme song. The animation's song. gone. That's it. That's they may improve fun. the theme song. Is that... Um, while I've gotten Here's to... Here's open Foo. I've gotten used to... I'm not going to say I would like it, but I've gotten used to the current theme song, both intro and outro, but they're nowhere near as triumphant as season one and two. No, season one and two are just right in your face get you hyped up for the fucking episode even when it was slow at the beginning yeah. like when you heard it you're like oh my god what am i getting into just like in the back of your seat like what is happening um but now it's just kind of like you feel a little more emotional before you watch it like why why are you filling me up with emotions i, I don't want emotions but uh so, so much for getting answers to this fucking series we gotta wait another fucking year and a half josh and this is what i gotta well, say to tonight, you boo Oh, you tonight. You are fucking liars. <laughs> tonight you're going to get a cliffhanger. It's obviously there's going to be a cliffhanger. Typical. But you're going to finally see what Aaron's endgame is because he's about to flip it on everyone's head going forward. Like this is the first time in like in anime where the character you thought you were supposed to root for and you thought was the hero during the series. Mm-hmm. Nope. He's the he's been the villain all along. Well, and we kind of saw that in the last one when he beat the shit out of Armin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And then tonight is when it's going to solidify because you're really going to find out what his because he doesn't like what you guys saw. What Zeke thinks is going to happen, which mm-hmm. we saw in the last episode, was the euthanization of all Eldians. That's not what Aaron actually wants. Mm-hmm. And um, spoiler alert: Aaron's going to start the rumble. And we that's what we're probably gonna be seeing tonight. Um, not the actual like beginning seeing them walk, but you're gonna see Aaron finally bring all of this together and people are gonna just gonna be like, What the fuck? Like like all of the Eldians are gonna be like, We thought you were our hero and it's it's gonna just be a big slap in the face, like fuck all y'all. Like I'm here for revenge. And uh I'm upset that they're going to fucking extend it again. And I'm cussing a lot right now because it's fucking bullshit. Like, come on, God damn it. You're, bust- you're pulling a Game of Thrones thing on all of us. And I know this ending's going to be satisfied, but you're... F- Final. God damn it. Final. The hell did I think that crap? Fucking Josh, dude. Final. I, yeah, well, you know, I'm actually... Well, it gives me something to look forward to. Um, uh, You know... I guess. Well, when is it? Like the tail end of 2022? Do you know? 2023. <laughs> no. What specifically the, no. the month? The, it's going to be in January of 20. Because they because their winter in Japan. Oh, it's is January. Yeah. Oh, so the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so going to be like January. January. No, no, no. It's going to be like months. January, February. Okay. Um, so we probably. Yeah, most likely. It's, uh, it's fucking upsetting still, though. Um, And I think the reason why they're doing this is because the manga the final chapter hasn't released in the in the manga mm-hmm. it's releasing in a week uh we're gonna get the final chapter and i think they're gonna well i hope they animate this entire last 30 chapters into movies or you know if they are going to continue it as a season um i hope they do it justice because what what we what you read in the manga and i suggest everyone just read it because mm-hmm. it's still cool and it's still visually striking like you when i read these i always think of the actors or use the voices from like the anime yeah like i hear the voices of the anime in my head as i read them and it's good it's it's cool man but uh if you're not satisfied with what's going on in the season just fucking pick up a goddamn laptop and read read people 
<laughs> yeah, I may do hey, something well. like that. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But <laughs> I um I don't I don't know, man. It uh, you know, I I you just mentioned that Aaron Yeager was churning on us. You know, we we thought he was the hero of this whole series. What's to say he doesn't turn back and actually does become the hero in the manga? Nope. You don't think he's Not, gone? He's gone too far off the deep end. Do you think by now? From what we've, from what we already witnessed in the manga, and I, I've purposely have not said anything because it's major spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's physically impossible. Or is it? No, it's physically impossible. Or uh, is it? I, mean, well, I, could, I could spoil this for everyone and upset everyone in the process right now. It's um, all a dream. <laughs> This, no. Okay. Fine. Fine. Spoiler. Here we go. No, spoiler. No. 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 See. Well, then shut the fuck up and just wait. Stop making this hard, dude. For fuck's sake, Foo. All right. I guess I can wait. But I'm not happy about it. No, you won't be. But you'll just read Foo. Just read the manga. You'll be satisfied. Okay, okay. You'll get your, all your answers. He won't. <laughs> he will, though. Well, uh, we don't have a joint report today. Is that uh, We're just going to go straight on into sports after this, but do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Oh, uh, yeah. Last thing is the Suicide Squad trailer. Oh, shit. That's um, right. Yeah, foo. Just glassing over the important things and such. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it actually looks pretty great. Um, I like it. They, it has that James Gunn of, kind oh, of humor yeah. to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did the humor re- right this time, and they finally got the tone of what the Suicide Squad is. Uh, Foo, we finally found out who's playing King Shark. Yeah. None other than Slashstone. Yeah, that's right. Cut me, Mick. Yeah, man. Cut me! <laughs> King Shark. Hun? He's a shark. He's the hand. That was, that, was, that was pretty funny scenes, man. It you was, know what, it, man? It looks good. Yeah. I've uh, I'm I'm still gonna say that I would prefer Ron Funches to remain as King Shark, but I'm okay with Stallone doing it. That's a different. King uh, you Shark. know what? Foo, Fu- Ron Funches is perfect in the Harley Quinn series. Yeah. That is that he is King Shark, and yeah, th- I I mean I'm okay with him staying on there, but uh, I don't mind having King Shark being a big dumb lug because I mean. Yeah. That's what he is, man. He's just a giant shark that really doesn't have a brain anymore. <laughs> um, he just mutated. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, and then, Fu, I don't know if you noticed, one of our favorite actors who's been in multiple comic series and shows, Mr. David Desmalkian, uh, who's playing Polka Dot Man. Yeah, that's that right. Yeah, man. He um he actually was recently on The Flash uh, as Abracadabra. Oh, really? Um, last yeah, this last uh, episode in this last week, which is pretty cool. Um, I recommend everyone catch up on The Flash again. So what? He, he was he was good in that. What's the polka dots powers or whatever? What, what did he do? So I'll look that up because honestly, I I vaguely remember him in some in Batman episodes, uh-huh. but they were always like cheesy. Um. But I'll, I'll look that up. But uh, he, I love the scene he had with uh, Edris Elba, where Edris Elba's like, "We're all gonna die," and he's just like, "I hope so." He's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> yeah, the Red Band trailer is pretty funny, and you know, um, Harley Quinn to me, ever since she first came out in the Batman animated series, to me, I always thought that she was a comic relief. Whereas in the last couple of 
uh, Harley Quinn movies or movies that feature her, they want to like create a sex symbol out of her, but that's not what she is. She's just a witty, funny chick who can kick everybody's ass. That yeah, also happens to have dated the Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't. She's a badass rebel chick. Yeah. I don't get the. You're thinking with her trying to be a sex symbol. I don't get that from her. From those first two movies where it was the first Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn. I think you, you didn't get that. Like there were all kinds of scenes where they were trying to like show I off. Think, you know her. her but her I hotness. think I think that I was think, mostly Suicide Squad. The yeah, first time. and her evolution as a character has mm. gone away from that. Yeah, Which in, like. in Harley Quinn and the Fantabula and the Birds of Prey, yeah. it definitely did move away from that sex object mm-hmm. that they did in the first in the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, like, I mean, where you see her dancing on the table in in front of Joker. Well, that was Is that what you're you alluding know, to, Fu. That yeah, of it course, Joker. All that pulling the strings there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know that Joker would even make her like do that, you know, in front of everybody like that. Uh, it doesn't seem like something Joker. I mean, I mean, I guess that he could, but that's not the Joker we know. I mean, that that that's what also ended up me not liking the Jared Leto Joker. He was just a yeah, because I mean, the Joker in the comics, he wasn't he wasn't like that. He didn't force her to do it, but he would min- uh, you know manipulate her. Yeah. He would mentally manipulate her into doing little things, and she in her mind thinks that that's what he wants. And again, you, you guys are going more into this psychologically than, than it needs to be. But yes, Fu, I think, I think your point that they were trying to make her a sex symbol initially, um, considering it was Margot Robbie, who's pretty, you know, not easy on the eyes. if you know what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, I, I think, yeah, they definitely have moved away from that because she didn't really get like at the beginning of birds of prey, they really tried to, had her like still in that sex symbol kind of phase but then she moved away from that in the movie like again it was her metamorphosis yeah. but we're actually going to see her be funny in this one mm-hmm. so that's and still a badass yeah yeah it's gonna be cool yeah and then uh so the polka dot man his abilities um he wore a costume in spots which being different sizes and colors were at, not actual polka dots um once they're removed from the costume the spots could be used for a variety of purposes such as creating deadly weapons a, a bizarre escape vehicle um he succeeded in capturing robin but batman defeated him um but yeah pretty much these polka dots can even be like you know how like in cartoons when you'd put a big hole on the wall and they can walk through it that's yeah. exactly what like, i was thinking of that's exactly what he does. Like he does, like he uses these polka dots in a variety of ways. Um, All right. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they go. They talk about his backstory. They're probably um, not. They're probably he's going to be probably one of the ones that dies first. Probably. That's why we'll we'll one ne- polka dot. Yeah. He used one and then he dies, <laughs> so that they don't have to do all the CGI. <laughs> I think the one that's going to die first or early is uh, Pete Davidson's character yeah. or uh, Floor Laborg. I think like one of those two. Say, one of those two will die. Early. Isn't that what he said uh, was going to happen? He's like, I don't. Li- he's like, I don't last too long in this movie. At some point in, in like an interview. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be this. Because uh, remember in the first one, um, wasn't it uh, Slipknot? He was the one that died early on. Like he tried getting away and they blew up his. Yeah, brain. he's like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Sh- you know, I don't buy any of this. Yeah. And then he blew him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I like Peacekeeper John Cena. So you can't really see him, Fu. Like uh, you only see a hel- a oh, floating helmet. Right. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Dumb. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> I mean, Fu. He wants to eat a beach full of dicks, man. He's willing to eat a beach full of dicks well, if it means his liberty. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what 
boy, bad people do bad things. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's. Bad thing about. Um, I heard that they're even considering giving him a show now, or so, or giving him a project because he's just so good in this movie. Oh yeah, they confirmed uh, there is a Peacekeeper series there that will be releasing. Uh, I think like a month before Suicide Squad on HBO Max. Um, it's gonna be called Peacekeeper, and it's pretty much like him, if like in front of camera, like doing like studio stuff or like going out and like doing weird things as Peacekeeper, and it's supposed to tell the story of him how he eventually joins the Suicide Squad. All right. Um, so yeah, I can't right. wait for that to come out. Uh, yeah, man, we got a lot of movies coming out soon too because we got Kojida versus Kong yes. this upcoming Wednesday. Right, thirty first. I'm so so excited for that. Foo, it's gonna be showing in theaters mm-hmm. as well as on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So and you don't gotta pay for it unless you buy it, have an HBO Max. If you don't have an HBO Max subscription, ways. then pay it up. Pay it up. Yeah, I have my ways. We have HBO. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> Trust me, I'll watch it. Can't, can't stop me. <laughs> can't, can't stop me. <laughs> hey, man, a, uh, thir- 30 bucks saved is 30 bucks earned, if you ask me. I don't know. That's true, Fu. That is yeah. true. I'll give you that. Damn, Fu. Another word of wisdom from <laughs> Fusi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for Geeking Out. Uh, everybody stick around for sports. No! Sports is brought to us by Interception, the new Plan B pill brought to us by the NFL. <laughs> oh, it can't be overturned then, huh? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> interception. It. It's like contraception, but it's interception. <laughs> well, that one's on purpose, Foo. Okay, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, Foo. What's going on? Sports- we haven't had sports in a while, man. Uh, we haven't, Foo. I, you know, I purposely let it breathe. Because, you know, we're just in that lull period where not many major things are going on, Foo. But we just had March Madness kick off last weekend. Right. And it was just led with nothing but disappointment for all the betters out there in the world. Because (laughs) Zero Bracket survived week one, man. That's crazy. (laughs) Has that ever happened? Probably, right? No. No? No. This is the first (laughs) time... um, like all the number of like the favorites were just wiped out in week one. Like hey. no one predicted or were it was able to predict that the underdogs would just sweep sweep out right now. And it's amazing. Like number one Iowa, um, they were actually touted to be one of the finalists in um you know, in, in the series and they lost to Oral Roberts. Hmm. Oral Roberts who? Who's that? That that's it. Exactly, Foo. Oh, okay. Exactly. Who? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Exactly. And then we had none other than Loyola Marymount of Chicago. Uh, just, you know, I mean, Loyola <laughs> Chicago, Foo, just all, you know, beating number one seed Illinois. And they trounced them, Foo. Sister Jean fucking prayed to the Lord that the, that that they would win, Foo. And th- they they sure did. This, like, is a, this is a regular who's who? <laughs> exactly, foo. That's exactly what it is because I have no idea yeah. any. I didn't know any of these schools existed, to be quite frank, until this, until this all happened. Well, that, this and, is what they all pray that happens because you know, there's all these like schools in like really rural places, or they're not like, like big 
Cal States, for example, uh, and their only real claim to fame would be these football games, especially during March. It's the only time mm -hmm. they get highlighted ever. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly. And uh, I think that's, a, I mean, obviously that's the appeal to March Madness is that any random school, if you just give them the chance to go up against these top five, you know, blue blood schools has a chance. And, and I mean, obviously we see that this year for sure. Um, we've also seen the reemergence of Michigan under new head coach, um, Jawan Howard, uh, former NBA, you know, champion with the Miami Heat, um, one, t one time all-star. You, you got to give the dude his due when uh, you at least make one all-star. You got to count it. You got you to say it, foo. You got to say it. <laughs> um, I mean, but this is the first time Mich Michigan's been, like, legit since Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard himself went, um, you know, since the Fab Five went there um, and, and led to the school to a couple of back-to-back -back champions. And... It's pretty cool to see them, uh, you know, be good again. But yeah, man, it's I was laughing my ass off when I found out all these people were just, you know, people were posting like, "This is bullshit." God damn it! I like I can't like how the hell does Oral Oral Roberts really Oral Roberts beats Iowa and Iowa had this badass player Luca Garza, um, who was like the best player in the NCAA, and they just wiped him out. It's just like, dude, it was like nothing. Like, what I, was I the score it. though? Do you remember? Um, I'm trying to find them right now. Uh, just kind of throwing me everywhere, but uh, I will. I'll tell you momentarily. All so right. stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, one score I can say. So let's see here, NCAA basketball. Yeah, they're mostly only playing on like Saturdays and Sundays. Um, but let's mm -hmm. see on the seventeenth. Are there any people in the stands for this? Some of them do, yeah. There, some some state, uh, depending on the state ordinances, some are have been allowed to be in the stands. Mm -hmm. Um, I need, I think like Indiana and all that have been allowed. Um, even Texas, since Texas is fucking wide open now. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So here are some of the scores from week one. So Loyola Chicago, number eight seed, beat number one seed Illinois, seventy one. Loyola, Chicago, Illinois, 58. Wow. Okay. And then the okay. next uh, the next upset we have here is number 11, Syracuse, 75 over number three, West Virginia, 72. So that one was a pretty close one. Um, that actually, I think, mm -hmm. came down to the wire. And then the next one, is, next upset on here was, oh, I'm sorry, Oral Roberts beat Florida. So number 15, Oral Roberts Beat number seven, Florida, eighty-one to seventy-eight. Oh, that's pretty close. Uh, too. That yeah, that was actually a pretty close one. And then number twelve, Oregon State, good old Pac-12 foo, beat number four, Oklahoma State, eighty to seventy. Mm. Beat them by ten. Mm -hmm. And from what I was watching on the highlights over that weekend, wasn't that close. <laughs> the the <laughs> score is does not dictate how close this game really was because it was not close. Um, and actually, number two, Iowa, lost to number seven, Oregon, 95 to 80. Huh. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, uh, all right. I know how I'm going to come off here, but, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't normally uh, watch sports, specifically those that aren't in the pro level. But what is the appeal to college sports? Is it the betting? It, it, I, yeah, it pretty much is the betting. Um, and then it's... 
the the main appeal is you're seeing this young talent emerge mm -hmm. and eventually go into the you know NBA. Um, so it, it's that there's three factors actually for college sports. I like to think one is you love the school or you, you're either an alumni or you just grew up liking the school. Mm -hmm. So you just follow the team. Like a lot of, of USC t-shirts out there. Most USC, USC people, like for instance, my, like my father was a USC fan, never went to college, <laughs> but he was just always a fan of the, of the sports like football because they always had champion they they had championships a lot you've gone to the championship a lot in like the 70s and yeah, 80s. yeah they were on a rampage so for like they were, they, blocks of time yeah and they had top talent come out of that school like uh marcus allen ronnie lott uh oj simpson mm -hmm. um that's your favorite <laughs> hey foo hey let's not let's not hate now the juice uh, <laughs> what the juice the juice, foo. Everyone likes to juice it up. That's right. You don't, you don't like your OJ, then you crazy. Then you die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the other the other thing too is the betting. You know, being able to bet on the unpredictability of these sports because, yeah, you still have kids that are they're still technically kids out of high school. Not all of them have fully developed, so there is going to be some you know like high school esque type of plays but the majority of it are like high level plays at an early age and um and three foo it's the rivalries man it's just the history behind these schools and like the sports that's really the those are the three key appeals um you know obviously if you're a big you know fan of any of these sports if you're just a basketball purist mm -hmm. or a football purist obviously that's another reason um but those are more of like the outliers because you don't have many people that are just like full-on purists. Now, you know, everyone likes to dabble and, right. you know, little things here and there. So, so much so, on TV these days. Just what do you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what's on TV, Foo. It's what's on TV. Oh, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, Foo. So, I mean, um, it, again, it's it's just been a crazy March Madness. And there's still some more craziness left to come. Uh, again, let me go into another. There were another couple of upsets this last weekend. So let's look at number. So number uh, 12, Oregon State, actually came back and beat Loyola uh, Chicago. So Sister Jean's no longer in the tournament, foo. She's she's going to have to sit her ass at home. All right. Sorry, si sorry Sister Jean. Um, and then our Cinderella story, Oral Roberts, uh, lost to Arkansas. So... Sorry, Fu. A lot of the big heavyweights are starting to come back. Like Houston came number two. Houston beat Syracuse, sixty-two to forty-six. So, mm -hmm. so Syracuse got humbled real quick after that nice little yeah. victory they had last week. Uh, so, because we're right now we're in the Sweet Sixteen and we're starting to get the teams to round out the Elite Eight, which is the second to last, or no, I'm sorry, third to last round before the final. Because we got Elite Eight, Final Four, and then Championship. Uh huh. So we still have some more games left, um, but we'll you know we'll see where we're at next week, Foo, and how many more brackets. Well, obviously there's no brackets left, so let's see uh, what other upsets so are going to be coming up. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck it, fuck it. Just watch it, enjoy the chaos, Foo, because that's all March Madness is is chaos. Yeah, it's just pure chaos. Okay, all right. Well, I'll check in with you next week when I can pretend to care again about that. Um, See, Foo, that's all I ask, Foo. Just a little <laughs> pretend. Just just, 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 play along. Right. What else is going on in sports? 
Foo, uh, the Dodgers will be final. Will have opening season. Foo will finally have in baseball come back this next week. And they're gonna allow uh, a limited amount of people in the stadium. See, Foo, they're gonna allow I think a minimum of ten thousand fans. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously spread out throughout throughout Dodger Stadium. Yeah. But uh, Gavin Newsom did say that as long um, since the vaccination numbers are looking better, he will start to allow fans to attend um, certain sporting events. I think that you uh, should get a vaccine with the with the ticket, since they're doing it there I mean, at Dodger Stadium. I mean, food. That's just, you know, that's just practical in my opinion. That's or, efficiency. Or free ticket with full vaccination. Oh, there's that. Ah. Yeah. But wait, you don't have to pay for the vaccination. <laughs> that's why both are free. <laughs> Whoa. It's a win-win. But a hot dog will be like thirty dollars. Yeah. No, son of a. No, they're gonna raise it up to forty just to <sighs> cover their losses. Yeah. For the last yeah, year it's a, and this one. I'm and just a saying. beer is gonna be thirty. It's a golden opportunity. No, well, I heard that there was gonna be that the stands were gonna be closed for a lot of these um, professional games, whatever sport it would, it's gonna be. But uh, they're gonna be guys like you know, like you get your hot dog, you know, kind of walking around. You'll get you're gonna get way more of that. Yeah, um, I think they're going to be closing off or coordinating off like the first row, Mm. Um, like the first row of seats. Like they're not like it. I don't know if you've seen any NBA games recently where they pretty much have like the first 10 seats covered with tarps. Uh Um, And then after that, that's when you kind of see a sprinkling of some fans and then more as you get to the top, like they're a little bit more sprinkled out. So I think that's essentially what we're going to see for like um, uh, baseball, especially since a lot of these stadiums are outdoors. So, you know, it's they're not in any enclosed space. NBA, I still don't think they're going to allow fans because you're in that enclosed arena. Um, you know, they're still a little higher risk. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Some NBA teams have, depending on state ordinances, but I don't think California is going to be allowing um, allowing that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But, foo, yeah, so April 1st, foo. It's not an April Foo's joke either. The, the Dodgers will be playing at 110 against the Colorado Rockies. And we will assert our dominance once again. <laughs> really? You think that early on in the season? I mean, Fu, it's the Rockies. It's an easy win. It's it's. They were. I mean, they were they're, really they're, good. They've really recently too. Yeah. I mean, they started letting all their players go, and then, I mean, Fu, someone's got to take the place of the Padres since the Padres are doing good all of a sudden. So yeah. now it's, and the Giants are kind of on their on their way up again. Mm-hmm. So. That's why now the D, the D bags and the Rockies are kind of you know shitty again. You know they it, it has to balance out. Foo, when you have two teams go up, two teams go down. That's true. I mean, it's it's equivalence. Well, it's uh, the law of equivalent exchange. Foo. And the latest trades, it's just opened up the fucking the whirlwind of of just like anything can happen now with all these trades that that happened over the off season. Foo, all these sports trades in general are just insane. When you really think about like the way these transactions move and, and and like now all of a sudden we have power a powerhouse in San Diego. San Diego's a powerhouse now? What like, the fuck, bro, man? Yeah. I thought we were cool, bro. I thought we had an agreement. Like we'll get you we'll we'll get let you have a little taste of the top every once in a while during the regular season. Mm-hmm. But playoff time, no 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 man. It's our seat. That's that's our seat. I just hate just Machado so much. Oh, dude. I hate After him. After that World so Series. Much. After that World Series, I will never like him ever. Yeah. He's such he a is, douche. He is, man. Yeah. He, he really, he really is. Douche. 
And I can't wait to see the Dodgers trounce them this year because we will have our justice. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on to some NBA action. Mm-hmm. Lakers have been hobbling, Foo. Um, we've, we've been humbled these last couple of weeks yeah. with with the loss of Anthony Davis. He's been out for with a severe calf strain um, and Achilles uh, strain. So they've been kind of easing him in back into regular shape in the season. Uh, he may come back in like the next three weeks. Thank God. Uh, but LeBron's been out, and LeBron is actually out indefinitely. So we may uh. not see him until... The playoff time. What was his deal again? Why is he out? So he has a high ankle sprain, oh, um, and that happened against the Hawks. And that was – it, it, it didn't look pretty because what what happened was he was the ball handler, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he lost yeah, the ball was. and was going after it. <laughs> and uh, as he was going out reaching out for the ball, Solomon Hill went into his leg and you could see his leg kind of bend weird Mm -hmm. like just in an awkward way because he got he caught his ankle as it was bending so like he immediately pulled it and he was just like screech screaming in pain Mm -hmm. and then he played like one play and then he had to walk off and he the dude was pissed throwing chairs on his way out i mean bro we don't got to throw chairs man we're all just trying to be cool here no i get what that guy's pissed he's pissed man he's pissed yeah. Pissed, I tells you. So you know what the Lakers did, Foo? They said they LeBron, them. don't worry. Oh, we got you. No, Foo, no, you got to mend the horse, Foo. You don't mm-hmm. just bust okay. out the shotgun all of a sudden. I mean, I'm, it's, I grew up on the wrong farm then. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> Breaking chicken heads, necks off, and huh? such. Chip the nail, time food. to put him down. Mm-hmm. I know what you did. I know what you did, blah. I know what you did. Uh, Foo, the Lakers signed Andre Drummond today. Uh, he has, he was actually bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers, who bought out the remainder of his contract. And mm-hmm. so he's technically a free agent. And uh, he intends to sign with the L.A. Lakers after he claims he's clearing waivers. So meaning that the Lakers are going to pretty much pay him like $900,000 for the remainder of the year to mm-hmm. play for them. And then potentially could re-sign him. Um, but, dude, this guy averages like 18 rebounds a game. Um, he's a great defensive player, so he's definitely what the Lakers need. And he's young. He's only like 20, 27, 28. Why would so, Cleveland let him go? It, well, he had a pretty big contract um, when because he, he originally was on the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And when he was up to sign his new contract, he signed a like four-year um, $185 million deal with them. And then they traded him last year to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Cavs are in no way um, in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. So it, usually like around this time, like the, the trade deadline just passed. And whenever you can't trade players with these in, intense contracts like Dr- Andre Drummond, most of the time teams are like, look, we, we just can't pay you anymore. Let's just pay you off. We're going to buy out the remainder of your contract and you can sign wherever you want. Um, and that's also to like avoid luxury taxes and get themselves under like the cap space. Mm-hmm. That's when salary cap comes involved, Foo. Uh, so uh, since they weren't able to trade him, um, like he was, he's asking price was too much for the Cavs. The Cavs just said, look, just going to buy you out, man. Like there's no point in wasting your talent because you're a talented guy, but you're going to waste your talent here for the remainder of the year. And I think he had like one or two more years left on his contract where he was making like 25 million a year and they're just like yeah nah, we're not doing that <laughs> just uh just go do what you got to do man right um and that same similar scenario happened with blake griffin 
of the Detroit Pistons. Now Blake Griffin's on the uh, um, Brooklyn Nets, yep. along with KD, uh, James Harden, and Kyrie. And then now LaMarcus Aldridge from the San Antonio Spurs was recently bought out as well. And he signed with the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets alone now, they have like 50 plus all-star appearances amongst just five of their, like spread out amongst five of their players. Damn. Like they, they're, <laughs> and it's funny because there's a, there's a guy on Instagram. Um, he always posts these funny videos of impersonating LeBron. <laughs> and so he's like stretching. And then it's one of his friends saying, hey, Bron, Bron, yo, you hear LA? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge got bought out. He's just like, Oh, it's fine, man. It's fine. He's just all oh, it's cool, man. Lamarcus Alger ain't no big. He's all he signed with the Nets. He's all Lamarcus Alger signed with the Nets. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. It's okay, man. It's cool. It's cool. I'm I ain't worried about it. And he's like, Well, you know, Blake Griffin's dunking again now. He's like, What? Blake Griffin's dunking again? Come on. <laughs> he's like, I'm 36, man. I'm 36. <laughs> and he just goes in this full time. It's funny, man. You guys gotta watch it if you haven't seen it already. But yeah, man, these you got all these young guys coming after a 36-year-old like that. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. LeBron's like, yo, why you guys gotta come at me like that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but it's ba- basketball's ramping up, man. We're uh the season won't end until like late May. This is the first time it's gone on this long. Um but the transactions alone make it exciting. Um, and I think that's what makes sports exciting nowadays is the way that these players and teams conduct transactions and free agency. Because, mm-hmm. uh, dude, anywhere te- players can go anywhere now. <laughs> like, like, you can have super teams in any sport, and that's what's crazy. Um, yeah, that's, but, uh, the, the, that's the whole intro to basketball of what was wrong with sports. You know, pe- Ex- yeah, <laughs> people weren't loyal to the city that they grew up in or around in. So they just go anywhere they want as long as the money is there. A baseball I mean, f- reference. Foo, <laughs> the Utah Jazz moved from New Orleans to Sa- Salt Lake where jazz is banned. Yeah. I mean, food. They, <laughs> how does that make sense? It's almost a bad I word mean, there. <laughs> they they weren't thinking obviously food. Nope, but weren't. yeah, man, more news to come with the Lakers because um, they still have the ability to sign one more player. Uh, so they may sign Avery Bradley, who was on the team last year, um, and he may come back. He was actually a great defender, and he's actually being bought out by the Miami Heat. So food, the buyout market's alive and well right now. And uh, one last thing I want to talk about in sports, Foo, is the NFL. Uh, recent, we actually have the college pro days right now and um, that's mainly been what's been going on mm-hmm. uh and free agency and during these right during this time usually teams only send out their scouts there's not many transactions done besides you know uh, signings there's no trades mm-hmm. well the miami Dolphins said fuck that yo let's start let's start ramping up some shit let's start ruffling some feathers the dolphins so the Maya, the dolphins had the number 3 pick they had uh two first round picks this year because the Houston Texans were just morons and decided hey let's uh let's trade away our all of our assets you know cuz we'll be good mm. nope dolphins the dolphins had the number 3 pick because of Houston that was supposed to be Houston's pick Mm-hmm. Um, and they traded the number three pick to the San Francisco 49ers for the number 12 pick, uh, two future first round picks and a second round pick, I believe in, uh, next 
I think this year's draft and the Dolphins sent like a third and first. Mm. So the Niners jumped all the way up to number three now. So now the Niners are at number three on our ripe and ready to get one of these top three quarterbacks that really? were predicted to go. Yeah, so the Niners are trying to be good again. Um, and the Dolphins are just stacking up more picks. So Fu, did you think that that was, the, that was it for the Dolphins? Well, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong, Fu. You, you got to give Dolph- me time to guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, food, no. You don't get no time to guess because right. you don't know nothing. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> um, the Dolphins decided that's not enough. Let's jump right back in. And they traded the number 12 pick, another future first-round pick for next year's draft, and a third or fourth-round pick in this year's draft to the Philadelphia Eagles for the sixth pick and the 158th pick. Oh, so... So, Foo, I was upset because I'm like, yo, Eagles, what the fuck, man? We had a good pick. And you guys are just bitches. You don't know. You don't. You're scared you're going to make a mistake. But uh, Dolphins said, no, man. Yeah, yeah, telling me. You're telling me, bro. The number 12 pick is a really tough pick to to do because the the drop off in talent from the first 10 picks or so is immense. Like you can have like a stud in the first 10 and then like the next three are just shit. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened to the Eagles for like the last few years when we pick in that range is that our guys just our GM just sucks and doesn't know what he's fucking picking <laughs> and ends up oh, picking overrated players. So I'm not looking forward to the new overrated player we're going to have at the end of this year's draft. Let me just say. And uh, yeah. well, if you're <laughs> if you're upset, I'm happy, man. So see, Fu, I knew you'd be happy about that. And that's why I brought it up because my misery brings happiness. Yeah. R.I.P. Eagles. R.I.P. 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 Hey, man, I got my one championship. That's enough. I guess that's enough for me. That's all you that's get, what, man. That's, real, that's I mean, all I that's get, a... man. That's, <laughs> that's all, all I get. get. That's all the that's all the football gods said. Like, all right, Josh, you get one. Everyone gets one. It's like Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man. Everyone gets one. I mean, is it, is it fair to call that a fluke, or was that a was that a legit champion? No, nah, man, that was a legit champion. Champion, I believe, because throughout that season, we were actually really good. Uh, you pretty know, dominant, and we were we were pretty dominant that entire season. And uh, when we lost our starting QB, no one thought that we were gonna be able to last. But I mean, I think that that team was a solid team. Like that's. For me, it felt like when uh, remember when the Bucks won their first champion and they had Warren Sapp, Derek, uh, um, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, and uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt kind of like that, where it's like it was just a great team win, a champion team champion championship. But organizations just always got to shoot themselves in the foot, man. They're Philadelphians. I mean, foo. It's like we we see a sh- nice shiny gun, and instead of keeping the safety off, we like to keep it off. Uh, keep it keeping the safety on. We like to keep it off and point it in our eye or point it at our feet and uh, have a misfire every once it's in a like while. It's like that. Uh, it's that meme. I don't know if you've seen it recently, but usually, and, and it, it it's taken on like a life of itself. This meme, but uh, it's when uh, a father gives his son like a couple bucks, and he's like, "Now spend this wisely." And in the next panel, you see the the little kid at the next vending machine that says like cocaine and putas. <laughs> that's the yep. That's the Eagles, all right. That's the Eagles, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. And then we get and then we get mad that we were given that much money in the first yeah. place to make that mistake. Why did you let us make that mistake? You knew. Why'd you yeah. let me do it? Exactly. 
<laughs> this is your fault for letting me do this. Yeah, you knew how I get when I drink. Yeah, you have no one else to blame but yourself, sir. Yeah, now yeah, I'm going to go binge on some Coke and beer. You see, knew see, what see this was. <laughs> Bring on the Coke and putas. <laughs> Saca la bolsita. That's right. Saca, homie. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> well, Flu, that's it for me in sports and such. All right, cool. Everybody stick around for music highlights right after this. Music Highlights is brought to us by Pony Throat Spray, the best throat spray when you're a little horse. <laughs> so, Foos. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. No, no, no. You think, I, you think I'm just going to let that one slide? Fuck you. Hey, all right. Hey. Dude, relax. Fuck relax. you. <laughs> well, uh, in lieu of not having an actual musical guest today, uh, I thought fast. And, you know, yesterday, yesterday being uh, Saturday, March 27th, as we record this, um, we uh, our, our friends over at Soaring Blackbirds, they put out a new music video. I don't know if you've had a chance to check that out, Josh, uh, for their oh, song. Blues Machine. Now, the last time that we had uh, the Soaring Blackbirds on the Fubar show was like in the was what, like episode 202 or something like that. And I don't know, man. I was really drunk. For we that were episode. all drunk, Josh. <laughs> they brought this big ass bottle of, of tequila. Tear we up. took shot. Oh, dude, we teared it up. Oh yeah. But uh, you tore it up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> tore it up. But, you know, we ended up, we, we did play this song, but I wanted for everybody listening and watching us online on our socials. By the way, you can watch us. You can watch the, I don't know why you would, but you can watch us on Facebook, yeah, we're not Instagram, uh, Twitch, Facebook, uh, YouTube. You, you can watch us You can, if you want to. And I'm going to go ahead and play this music video by their song, Blues Machine. Here we go. I'm 
That was Blues Machine by the Soaring Blackbirds, man. That's a that's a hell of a track, dude. I I've grown to like that one quite a bit, and uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to check out the music video yet, but if you haven't, go ahead and check that out. I like that um, all of these significant others for the uh, band members have a part in the music video mm-hmm. stuff, right? They all they're they're all wearing uh, like a crow's head like mask thing. Oh, and, and they're all a soaring blackbird, but oh yeah. But it's funny. It's funny and, and endearing in a way. Like, I really enjoyed the, the direction that they took for this music video uh, because it shows them being, you know, dads or being like older gentlemen with their wife and kids and trying to live a life. But at the same time, they're they're a broken down blues machine. So they still want to go out there and rock your face off, which they do. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't had a chance to check out the Soaring Blackbirds music and hopefully soon a lot of shows coming up when everything starts opening up. I suggest you do, man. And they might end up playing a lot with the Fallen Electric because we're 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 antsy, man. We want to get back out there, but I get my shot tomorrow. Probably just just like you, Josh. Get my first Pfizer shot. <laughs> and uh and you know, once we get chipped, we can also communicate through it too, I heard. That's right. Yes. We just have to tap our shoulder and then, you know, you can hear whatever message I'm sending. So you can thank right. Bill Gates for that. You know, when you guys get your, your first shot. It's going to be just like that South Park vaccination special when the old people were just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> They're all like super excited. They're all walking around, just dancing, just trolling everybody. Yep. It's yeah. going to be just like that. Nice. <laughs> well, up next, I wanted to play a, a, a not a new song, but it's a new music video that the Cooties came out with. I don't know if you guys remember me playing the Cooties recently, but they have a, a new music video for the song called Plaza. And uh, it's pretty funny. It's a cool. Uh, it's a cool little song. Check it out. One, two, one, two, three. <laughs> 
Every town in the USA is changing. Gas stations have TVs and Uber's killing the taxi. And everywhere you look, there's an ATM. Yeah. A fancy, fancy coffee shop. A California pizza kitchen right next to a Starbucks. They're practically connected. Cause everything's a plaza. Welcome to the plaza. Welcome to the plaza. man they're a really fun band to watch and and listen to because they always just talk about some dumb shit like welcome <laughs> to the plaza <laughs> i mean foo welcome to the plaza foo. yeah everything's a plaza everything literally yep Whoa. these days but not really because everything is a drum <laughs> everything's a drum mm-hmm. that's God true you. it's true well, anyway, last but not least, in the grand old spirit of uh, this week in music history, back in 1974, Delta blues singer and guitarist Arthur Big Boy Crudup died of a stroke at age 69. He wrote That's All Right Mama, covered by Elvis Presley, which is really what made Elvis Presley famous or put him on the map as a legitimate artist when he went in and recorded this for his mom. I believe it might have either been his, his mom's birthday or or Mother's Day, that he covered this song, That's All Right, by Arthur Crudup. Check it out. heard the elvis presley version it's a lot mm-hmm. more cleaned yeah. up obviously but yeah you know this is old yeah, school I mean, I, blues I, I like the old school blues though foo. blues yeah. is where it's at yeah man it's nice 
No, well, that's going to do it for uh, the music highlights. Everybody stick around for the Foo Facts. <laughs> All right, Foo. Well, the Foo Facts is brought to us by Sharon is Karen, the new best-selling instructional book on how to creatively ask to speak to a manager. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're a Sharon, Stupid you can still Karen. be a, par- a Karen. Well, anyways, uh, now you were going to do three. I was going to do three. You want to go first? Uh, maybe I can go second and you go third. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 foo. I see. Yeah. I see what you're doing. See there. what I see did what there. All right, turns. cool. You want to take turns? So, first foo <laughs> fact, foo. Did uh-huh. you know that there's a company that turns dead bodies into an ocean reef? What's that all about? So for those who romanticize a burial at sea, the company Eternal Reefs offers an innovative solution. It mixes the cremated remains of a person with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can etch personal messages, handprints, or environmental friendly mementos. The pearl is an in the pearl is then encased in a reef ball that is dropped into the ocean where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea life, oh. helping encourage a vibrant ecosystem. That's nice. Seafood, the circle <laughs> of life at work. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's see here. <clears throat> more human twins are now being born more than ever before. So what they're saying here is that do you get the feeling that there are more twins around these days than there used to be? No, it's quite unsettling. Well, you should, because uh, according according to the twinning rate, it's increased by one third since the 80s, up uh, up from nine to 12 twins per 1000 deliveries. Currently, uh, that adds about 1.6 million twins born each year across the world, meaning that one out of every 42 babies is a twin. So, and I think it has yeah. to do a lot with people doing in vitro and maybe taking some fertility pills. You know, that usually you end up getting more than one kid from that. So, yeah, I was I was going to suggest such a thing, Foo. Yeah. And Foo, we we missed out on our spare body parts, Foo. We don't got no twins. I know. What was that movie? The Island or something? The Island. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yes, with Scarlett Actually, Johansson. I think it was. Yeah, and Ewan McGregor. Yeah, and uh, and what's his name? Uh, he was wasn't he Debo? Uh, what's his name? The actor who played Debo. He was one of the. Anyway, Tiny Terry Crews. No, that's no. What Tiny no. Lister? Tiny Lister Jr. That sounds oddly correct. But anyway, moving on. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Foo. Try this on for thought. All right. You can buy a flying bicycle, Foo. Uh, oh. Is it like that Da Vinci one where you have to pedal and it has that stupid fucking parachute above you? Or no, Foo, but I like where your mind's at. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, Foo, if it sounds like something out of sci-fi novel, but British inventor John Foden and Yannick Reed have come up with a bicycle that actually flies. The Explore Air Paravello is composed of a folding bicycle and a lightweight trailer that contains a biofuel-powered fan motor. 
the motor turns the fan with enough of a, of a runway, it can reach up to 25 miles per hour in the air Damn. and 4,000 feet in altitude. What the fuck? Yeah, while the inventors were unable to reach their funding goal to produce enough explore errors for wide availability, they are offering their inventive services through the Bespoke Production. Um, And I think Bespoke is where you can build your own custom bike. Mm. So if you're looking for a flying motorcycle foo, just go to, you know, Bespoke and uh, get yourself some some flying motorcycles and such. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, No, I'm not on it. Let's see here. <laughs> the first person con- convicted of speeding was going eight miles per hour. According to Guinness World Records, the first person to be charged with speeding was Walter Arnold of the English village of Paddock, Paddock Wood. Kent on January 28th, 1896. Arnold was spotted going four times the speed limit in his 19th century Benz. But since the speed limit at the time was just two miles per hour, that meant he was not going too fast by today's standards, obviously. That's <laughs> wow. How much do you think the ticket cost? <laughs> Let's see, Foo, if we're thinking about the, you know, 1896 inflation, it's 1896. I say, Foo, that ticket was a $5 ticket. Well, Fu, that was expensive. The constable had to chase him down on his bicycle, <laughs> and and he issued a ticket uh, for four pounds, uh, earning the earning Arnold the speedy distinction. For more trivia, uh, keep following this. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. Anyway, what's it, what's the exchange pounds. rate on that, Fu? Uh, what twenty bucks? <laughs> Who uh, knows. Would, would it be like twenty anywhere between twenty and fifty bucks? That's it's probably kind of, like a two hundred five to five hundred dollars speeding ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it's in pounds for, for the time, foo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Two miles Damn. an hour. That's less that's than the speed limit. That you can run faster than that. You can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking dumb. Obviously, this this constable couldn't because uh, <laughs> you know they fell. You got to get on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> All right, foo. Uh, here's my last doozy here. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Alfred Hitchcock was frightened of eggs? What? How so? So the master of suspense who terrified audiences with the movies like Psycho and The Birds considered himself an ovophobe, someone frightened of eggs. Alfred Hitchcock explained in an interviewer in 1963, I'm frightened of eggs. Worse than frightened. They revolt me. That white round thing without a hole, without holes. And when you break it inside, there's that yellow thing round without any holes. Bloody blood is jolly red. (laughs) He's like, but he's like, blood is jolly red, but egg yolk is yellow. Revolting. I never tasted it. Huh? Well, he's missing out. Well, is he foo? I like I like a good egg. It's all I could eat these days, anyway. He looked like an egg too. <laughs> Irony, right? Yeah. <laughs> he did make the did make the movie Birds foo. Birds. Yeah. Birds. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, lastly, let's see. You got the last foo fact here. So uh, <clears throat> many feet bones don't harden until you're an adult. Foo fact. 
So each foot contains 26 bones as well as 33 joints and 19 mu muscles, which work, work together for all kinds of motion and movements. But many of these bones remain cartilage throughout childhood. And then they slowly ossify into bone as the years goes on. So they don't completely harden for a person until you're like around 21 years old. Go fucking figure. Huh. Have you ever broken a foot or anything? Broken an ankle. Yeah, boom. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's time to take off the legs. That's it. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> take them out back. I knew it. Yep. I knew it. Well, Fu, uh, would you like to add a couple of more Fu facts, or do you think that's enough? Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, if you want to throw in a couple doozies, go for it. All right, Fu. All right, all right. Well, here, here try this one on for slice. Mm -hmm. uh, did you know that for 20 years, a cat served as mayor of an Alaskan town? I believe. F -f 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 I totally believe that. <laughs> in 1997, an orange cat named Stubbs became honorary mayor of the Alaskan town of Talkeetna with a population of 772 people in 2000 it would not have taken too too many uh, too many voters to earn that position and the small town did not ex actually have a real mayor anyway <laughs> but Stubbs proved adept at the role gaining fans from around the world and serving in the position for years greeting tourists and becoming a beloved symbol of the town until his untimely death of in night in 2017 wow Wow, that's so Cat lived 20 years, foo. Yeah, that's that's not even like, oh, that was like yesteryear. That was like just a few years ago. <laughs> I know. Just a kitty was a mayor. I, God damn it. Foo, man, the cats were really trying to take over the world. See, that's the kind of news that we need. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you have the last foo fact or you want me to dish one out? Uh, Foo, let's let you dish one out. Let's, right. let's see what you got. So we got this one here. Pigeons can tell the difference between a painting by Monet and Picasso. In a 1995 study published by the Journal of Experimental Analysis and Behavior, researchers reported being able to train pigeons to discriminate between paintings by Monet and Picasso when shown slides of the works that they had previously never seen before. When the Picasso <laughs> images were inverted, the little art connoisseurs could still tell it was a Picasso. Maybe that's why they like landing on statues so much. Foo, they appreciate good art. Yeah. They have a they have a keen eye mm -hmm. for art, Foo. That's right. That's right. Well, is that gonna do it for Foo Facts, man? Uh, yeah, Foo. I think I think we'll leave it off with that one there. All right, cool, man. Cool. Well, um, you know, we'll see if Hope wants to join us next week. <laughs> I have no hope, Foo. I have no hope. For <laughs> I think that. we've kind of uh, let go of hope there. Yes, Foo. No pun yes. intended. At all. <laughs> like at all. Um, Actually, but I did though. But yeah. anyway. Well, uh, I don't know what what else do we have look to look forward to. We got like we said in Geek and now we got uh, Godzilla versus Kong coming out. We're yes. we're gonna discuss the yes. shit out of that yes. one yes. next week. Yes. Yes. Oh hell yeah, Foo! That will would that be a Podzilla? Uh, without the Foo, is it possible? Sans Can it be foo? done? I'm I mean Foo. Can what, we call what, in an really? emergency? What? 
I mean, Fu, we can call it an emergency, Fu, because I'm sure the Fu's watching that movie. You know I mean, he is. There's no way he's not. He's going to be texting us while as he's he, watching yeah, it. While, yeah, just spoiling everything. Did you guys It'll see be TBD, Fu. Um, I, will, I will consult with the Fu on the side and see if he wants to mm-hmm. um, relinquish control for one episode. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. See, All right. Otherwise, it's happening. I'm just going to say that right <laughs> yeah. now. All right, yeah. It's still yeah, fucking we're, happening. Because so, we, we talked about it in a previous episode where once this movie came out, we were going to dedicate an episode or at least a whole segment to it. So, See, Fu, we, we made sure to finish off the Toa era, mm-hmm. the, show, the Showa era, mm-hmm. in, you know, in time to watch this movie. So right. uh, I'm excited, man. I, I cannot wait. We've seen nothing but uh, new trailers with, the emergence of Mechagodzilla. That Mechagodzilla trailer looked dope as all heck, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's dope that they finally confirmed it. So uh, yeah, we got that, and then we have yeah, so Mortal the Chinese Kombat. trailer. The Chinese trailer uh, yes. pretty much just gave it away that we're gonna get a Mechagodzilla. And you were saying Mortal yeah. Kombat? Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat. We'll probably get a couple of new trailers for Mortal Kombat in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a new Red Band trailer. Hell yeah! Which, which again. So far, that just looks like it's going to be amazing and everything I dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, Fu, more Falcon and Winter Soldier and such. Right, right. And probably more sports stuff, right? Yes, Fu, yes. So we will have uh, probably continue to monitor the March Madness. Uh, I will say who's in the Elite Eight and who's moving on potentially to the Final Four. And then, well, let's just have a small little prediction. Hopefully, the Fu can jump on for that one and... Uh, we can get some final predictions for the tournament and definitely be wrong because that's all we ever are on the FUBAR show. Yep. We're wrong. <laughs> People too count on us on being wrong. Yeah. That's the appeal. That's the appeal. <laughs> we're not spoiling what? anything when you think about it. That's true. That is true, Foo. I mean, everyone just tunes in to see what we're wrong about this week. Yep. That's what it really Stay is Stay tuned. Yep. Stay tuned, Foos. Well, um... Uh, like I said earlier, check out the video forum of this podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Instagram. Post all kinds of stuff like that throughout the week. And, uh, man, to send us a couple of shillings, man. We got a PayPal. We got we got a Venmo at uh, FUBAR show. Send us a buck or two. Help us out. You know, the, the, the more we can grow, the more we can, uh, w- you know, I don't know if you guys have seen, but uh, Filthy Martini Entertainment is up on Facebook. And, hey, we might end up adding more content on there if there's more podcasts that want to jump on board and be a part of Fil- Filthy Martini Entertainment. So we'll see how that progresses as we go. There's really no plan as of yet, but we'll see what happens. But any foos. Thank y'all very much for listening into the Foo Bar Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe and remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a fucking champion. You can always reach us and check out our merch at foobarshow.com. That's F double O bar show.com and search F double O bar show on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. I've been Josie. I've been Josh. And Steph. Signing off, Sam. Don't be a dude!